Greetings. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. This podcast is built on three principles. The first is its vision. To have you see yourself and your world through the lens of legacy design and building. The second, the mission. To introduce you into the world of design and have you emerge as a storyteller. And finally, the all-important purpose. There is a perpetual need for leadership that calls us to edify each other by building enduring relationships. For those of you who have been listening for some time, I thank you for your support, and I want to know about your progress. Have, have these episodes been worth your time in terms of clarifying your vision? And once you've gotten clarity of vision, have you taken the next step to articulate your vision? If the vision stays within your own mind, it does no good. You need to give voice to your vision. And by giving voice, then you connect with other people and you establish more relationships. Have you made a commitment to your mission? And oftentimes is that when we commit to a mission, that involves people. It doesn't operate in a vacuum. Again, the building and the strengthening of relationships. The purpose. We have to know the why. Why, why are you listening to this podcast? Why did you get up in the morning? Why do you do what you do? There are many purpose statements, and one of the best I liked, I like is uh, someone once said, I serve God by serving man, and I serve man by serving God. To whom do you serve? What higher power do you serve? What higher calling do you serve? Very important that you get clarity on that and that you do have your true north because that will guide your steps. This episode, I'm going to talk about loss, which covers a, a very wide spectrum. It could be loss from the first time your heart was broken, when you get a notice that you've been fired, when you lost a loved one, or when you've lost a dream. Many aspects of loss and how you deal, react, and go forward with loss is going to be a significant part of your legacy. Conversely, how you are there for other people when they experience loss will also be part of your legacy. I want to cite three uh, passages from the Bible. The first is Romans 12, 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. The second is 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 26. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And finally, Ecclesiastes 3, 4, a time to weep. In those passages, we see that we are to be connected with people, that when someone experiences loss and they are mourning, they are weeping, we should weep in, in, in support and, and, again, staying connected. And that we are not isolated. No man's an island. And your legacy is that you would hate to have your legacy be that one of loneliness or the fact that you were detached from your fellow man. And it's important to, Ecclesiastes 3, 4, it's important for, for weeping, for mourning. 
I want to talk about uh, a animated film in 2009 by Pixar uh, called Up. It was fairly popular, so I think most of you have some reference to it. The story follows a now-retired uh, balloon salesman in the 70s, Carl Fredrickson. And through a series of flashbacks, we learn about his, uh, his, his the previous chapters in his life. He met a young lady named Ellie, and you could go through a sequence of, through the flashbacks of their courtship. And again, there's no dialogue. These are flashbacks, all visual. He courted her, they get married, they buy a home, they prepare in a nursery, so you know that Ellie is expecting. Then the next uh, scene, we show them in a doctor's office. And again, there's no dialogue here. The dialogue, I think, uh, puts up some imaging. And the moment he puts it up or whatever he conveys, you see immediately Carl and Ellie's body just slump and she, 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 her hands are in her hands. You could tell that she's crying. And that's a great storytelling by the writer and the director of this film that they were able to bring us in a very short amount of time without dialogue of Carl, Carl's life, what was important to him, and how it shaped his outlook. Fantastic example of good storytelling. That was a very personal moment when we learned when the Fredricksons learned that you know they have suffered miscarriage I flash back to my intern year fresh out of medical school and starting my rotations and my wife and I decided it was now time to start a family and we were blessed uh, that we were uh, she con- we, we conceived and she was carrying twins and this is back in 1990 so well before cell phones I think or at least widely uh, use of cell phones and at that time, I was still carrying a pager. I was on call for trauma surgery. And my wife knew not to page me unless it was something important. And when I got a page from the home number, I knew something was wrong because at the same time, I knew that she had a prenatal appointment that day. I frankly scrambled for a phone. And I called and I asked, what, what, you know, what's, what's going on? In what seemed like an eternity of silence, she finally was able to muster up the words through her tears. They couldn't find their heartbeats. And those words stick to me to this day. And I just, it, it, it froze me and it deflated me. It stunned me. You, you name it, it was all the gambit. I knew I had to get home immediately. And I went to my uh, supervising senior, and he was very uh, compassionate and very gracious. And I was able to go without any further uh, explanation other than that my wife needs me. When I got home, she was in tears, and I hugged her. And it was uh, it was a very difficult moment. And for those of you who have also suffered. Uh, out there, parents who suffered miscarriage, my heart goes out to you. And you are parents because you had a child and you lost the child. And what goes through your mind is that when you first get news, the the blessed news that you're going to be a parent, you think of a wide open future. 
you think of all the things that you're going to do. You're going to think of the love, the joy, everything. And all of a sudden, when that's gone in a moment, it's as if you are now sightless. You can't see things. You don't have a vision anymore. And we talk about how important vision is to design. You stumble. You uh, are adrift. It's hard to commit to anything because there's this great void there. And the void gets filled with pain and the suffering. And you don't even know what your purpose is anymore. It really shatters you. It, it shakes your foundation, if not at times for people, utterly just destroys your foundation. My wife, at that time, then we, uh, she took her to hospital and uh, they gave her Pitocin to induce delivery of the stillborn twins. It was a very difficult time. And afterwards, in tears, my wife said that we are going to have as many children as possible and that we're going to start again as soon as possible. And I, I knew that we needed to mourn. And I cautioned her. I said, no, we need at this time... We need to mourn the loss of our twins. We need to grieve, just as it says in Ecclesiastes 3, 4. There is a time to weep. For those of you who have sustained a loss, take the time to grieve. Because if you don't, you won't fully appreciate the moment. And you won't, you'll be, there'll be something there that'll be always nagging. Take the time to grieve. And it was a case of physician healed thyself because I didn't take any time off uh, from work. I said, you know, this is important. I have to be there because that's at that time that was just a uh, thought process of being a physician. You really didn't think about yourself. You had to be there, especially early on in your training. And I was foolish, very, very foolish. Just so happened that my next rotation after trauma surgery was being on labor and delivery. And I didn't, at that moment, I realized how utterly stupid and foolish I was in not taking the time to grieve. But by the grace of God, I was able to get through it. And the sense of loss is, you all have losses. That's just human, you know, human nature. And think about how you were able to wrestle with it. It's important that if you've not had, you know, a, um, catastrophic events in your life, then I'm happy for you. But it will come because you, your loved ones, your parents will pass. And how do you prepare for that? And that's part of, again, the design, why it's important to have design to think about what you're going to do in those events and in the relationships that you have with your, your loved ones right now, the people that are, that are important to you. What you invest in, what's your purpose for doing so? I talked about you know how you comfort others, right? We're to mourn with those who mourn. It can be a very awkward, uncomfortable for uh, situation for people. They're never quite sure what to say. We want to do something. And that's admirable because we see our loved ones in pain. 
but we can't take away the pain necessarily at that time because they need to mourn, they need to grieve. What we can do is be there with them, join with them in, in you know whatever capacity, and truly mourn with those who mourn. And that's how you're going to be serving others. We've seen loss recently. Part of it was from the pandemic. And we see those heart-wrenching images of people who are not able to say goodbye to their loved ones because of the uh, restrictions on lockdowns at that time. We see what's going on in our country with drug overdose. I, th I forgot which demographic it is, but among the young, I think it's one of the leading, if not the leading cause of death. And again, the spectrum that is, so in, during the pandemic for many, of, for some of us, were your parents, you weren't able to say goodbye to your parents. And conversely for drug overdose, since it happens to people who are uh, in the younger adult age group, many parents are left wondering why or how they can go on. And losing a child is so difficult is that, you know, there's that adage that no parent should ever have to bury a child. Talk about legacy and talk about what it means and what your message is. And we have, people sustain loss on a daily basis. It may not be as profound or significant as, the, as death, but people do lose things. And are we sensitive enough to pick up on it? Have we built strong enough relationships that we are able to go to that person and help them with their loss. Your, your legacy, your message, you know, what it says about you. And loss is part of, part of life. I hope that your life has been a good one and that you've not had the trauma, but we will all be there. More, all the more important in terms of preparation right now. And that is the importance of design and why I talk about design. That you don't want to stumble into things, that you don't want to uh, haphazardly navigate, that you want to have a vision. And I'm not saying that you're going to be preoccupied with morbid outcomes, but if you focus on relationships and you focus on storytelling, then when the loss does come, you will have the elements needed in terms of um, addressing that loss. Storytelling, when you are able to share your stories of loss, then people will be, will be comforted or they will get a sense that you, you understand their pain and this came about when uh, our our youngest son he had got married, uh, and they he and his wife were expecting their first child, and she, uh, my daughter-in-law suffered a miscarriage. And they felt comfortable coming to my wife and me because they under, because we did tell them the story. We did tell them the story about the how we you know there was a miscarriage of the twins. 
And because there was a relationship and because we did tell the story, it was able to, we were able to mourn with them. And she, she, she got a sense that when the words we said were words that um, wasn't abstract or theoretical, but these were words born out of experience, and especially for my wife to help my daughter-in-law navigate through that and for me to help my son navigate through the loss. Not saying that, you know, that I wish bad experiences on anyone so they could help others. But part of it is that when you do suffer a loss, don't keep it to yourself. Share it. It's part of your story. It's a part of your story that needs telling. So many times we're quick to sweep things under the carpet or we want people to think that perhaps we're Teflon, that our life is perfect and whatnot. And I made that very foolish mistake when I was an intern because I want to show people that I was mentally tough and I could handle it. And that's probably one of the dumbest things I've ever done, I've ever done in my life. Your story, good, bad, all the elements of it are yours. Take ownership of it and use your voice to tell it because when you do, you'll connect with people and so many other people who may be afraid of speaking up or don't feel comfortable. All of a sudden they see you, they see you perhaps as a light, as an anchor, as a beacon. And that's a wonderful part of your legacy that you can help others navigate through their loss. I am very interested in hearing your stories and your progress. My email address is rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. And if you are interested in exploring how to build your legacy through design, I invite you to visit my website, truenorthshepherding.com, and sign up for a complimentary session on how we can work together. The next episode, I will interview Isaiah Siderong. He's a 27-year-old coffee bean roasting entrepreneur. Until then, please give your legacy the time and attention it deserves, because when you do, we all benefit. Thank you.